to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me as always is Logan Stump. How are you today, Logan? Oh, hey, hey Jordan. I didn't see you there. How's it going? It's going good. What what attraction is this a spin on? <laughs> I know. I, I think there, there's definitely an attraction that does it, but I can't remember which one. I think it's Universal, but it's like the person's not paying attention. Like, oh, hey, I didn't see you there. And it's kind of like this, like, you know, this lead into like, hey, welcome to your death. I think it's, it might be Mummy now that I think about it. Oh, I Sounds thought maybe it was going to be Fallon or something. No. Nah, I haven't rode I that. Brendan Fraser. I, I don't yeah. know. Have you not ridden Mummy? No, I've done that. I haven't done uh, the Jimmy Fallon one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that so makes sense. That would have been lost on me if that's what it was. But it was lost on me anyway. But we are here to talk uh, the stateside soccer show all of mls news we've got some big stuff going on today today was the day that fifa announced that they have approved balogun's one-time switch to the usa so let's go we got him job well done uh he's i think they said he's available for the june 15th game against mexico semifinal. Sorry, you glitched out. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it it's it'll be fun. I think uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see what uh, he does. Like I, I, you talked about this before. I mean, we talked about this extensively, right? Where you were like, and I can remember this quote specifically. I hear it all the time. Every time somebody new pops up for U.S. Miss National Team, I can always remember you saying. I don't know why people are so caught up in like who's coming up next and what's coming up next, because there's going to be somebody that comes out of nowhere that, that is one of these dual, dual nationals and they just come onto the scene and they end up being the guy. And here he is, this has happened. And I think there's so many people that this was never an option, especially leading up to this world cup. So the one time switch over to the United States, it's like, wow. Like we just, we literally were gifted a number nine that we didn't really have any kind of pulse on before this happened so and i know people will say like oh well he's been on the radar you know blah 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 but it it is different when it's official and you can actually count him now as as one of the members that you can call on for 2026 i mean we pretty much got our starting striker for 2026 right um he's got 31 starts in liga un 
for Reims, and he's got 19 goals. Um, we have not had a player score that high in any top flight league in quite some time or ever, right? So this is something that, you know, you hope that he, you hope he doesn't fall off now that he's got the U.S. crest on, right? I mean, sometimes that happens that we get the <laughs> yeah, get them and then they get injured or whatever, and then you know it's downhill. So hopefully this is not just like a one-year flash in the pan because if you look at last year, Middlesbrough, eighteen matches played, nine goals. That's still like you know goal every other game. Uh, sorry, no, three goals, nine starts. Um, so that's like a goal every other, every third game, which is pretty good. He's got a huge step up in Liga Un, but you know, it's just one of those things where you kind of worry sometimes of making the jump from what he was on, which was like an Arsenal, uh, youth team to making a jump to the championship, to making the jump to Liga Un. And now it's like, okay, how does that translate, right? How does that translate going um, forward? And hopefully this is not a one-year flash in the pan. We've seen those from players before. Uh, So I'm still going to be cautiously optimistic here because I feel like some people are already like, yeah, some people have already called him the best striker in CONCACAF. Let's simmer down just just a tad. Let's wait to see how he continues to pan out but i know people are probably not listening to the show to have i don't know uh lit like not hot takes but cold takes uh <laughs> you know of like me just being like hey let's not get too out of hand here i don't think many people are listening for that but that's what i'm gonna say yeah uh, um jordan he he's not the best uh striker in CONCACAF. He's the best striker in the world at this point. I mean, you look at this guy and you really do feel that he could be the next guy. You could be the next Ronaldo. He could be the next Messi. He's on. No, I'm kidding. Um, he, like you said, I, you know I what that sounds like though, Logan, yeah. <laughs> this is going to sound out of, out of left field. <laughs> that sounds like when I'm playing MLB the show yeah. and you do the road to the show and now they have all those talking right. heads and they yeah. obviously can't say your name. They're like, look at this guy. Yes. This guy yeah. is tearing it up. <laughs> he just got promoted to the bigs. What was it yeah. like? And you're, you know, that's how you sound it. You're like, this guy yeah. is, this guy is just great. Mostly because I, I try to avoid saying the name Balogun because I don't know how to say it. I don't know how it's actually pronounced. Is it Balogun? I, right. I, that's what I think. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. It's we'll, also we'll it. Folarin. Yeah. Right. But U.S. men's national team said like their their post about it on facebook was just flow Flow. i'm like but it's not flow right it's full lauren uh maybe it's the way they pronounce it that i don't know maybe they're just confused they're like we don't have to say his name either sort of yeah we did not know this was happening (laughs) (laughs) we weren't ready for the graphic so just throw a flag on him and get him that kit from 12 years ago and throw it on him we'll put some shadows on him and he'll you'll never know he's wearing a kit that doesn't actually no but, he he yeah, is no, 21 I, as well, by the way. So he is older than some of our youngsters as well. Yeah. I think it's a big difference though. I mean, it it's somebody that can score goals um, and he's done it in a top league. And like you said, if it's not a flash in the pan, I mean, this is, this is a massive win for the U S if he, if he continues to put out the numbers that he does, I mean, I, I think talent wise and what I've read about him, 
um, they 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 like the skill set more so than they like a lot of the other number number nine options, obviously. So I, I'm pretty excited about where this is headed, just because I think he's got he, he does he's kind of got the Timothy Weah kind of feel to him. He's kind of got the creation of uh, like a Weston McKinney, but he's also pretty strong. So it's it, I, I think he's got the abilities to really just propel this team. And we've already got really good midfielders and, and wingers and beside him. So this is really just that. This is that icing on the cake, right? I think we talked about this, and I think we both want, both really want a good center back um, that is just uh, consistent because that seemed to be a real struggle this last World Cup. So, center forward or center back? Both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would take both. both. Um, also, I think he's cooled down quite a bit because I remember at one point he was leading Liga on. Um, there are now yep. players like Mbappe is twenty six. Uh, Lacazette has 25, Jonathan David is 21. So there you go. There's already a better CONCACAF striker there. If you're going to get technical, I know we're just supposed to have the hype, but I'm just saying, uh, Ben Yetter has 17. Lois Openda has 19. Um, Habib Diallo has 20. I I feel like I just nailed every one of those names too, by the way. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Okay. But are you hyped, Logan? Are you excited about it? Yeah, I already bought uh, a <laughs> Balagun jersey. <laughs> yeah, and and I've also said, I mean, I've got a tattoo that says uh, top goal scorer in, uh, in the history of FIFA. Like all sorts of stuff tattooed on my wrist because of how good he's going to be. Um, absolutely buying the hype train, Jordan. We're going to go absolutely bonkers nuts about talking about him, so. I I'm excited. We have a striker that we can try out again. I'm I'm going to be more measured. That's probably the word I was looking for earlier. Measured <laughs> takes, um, just because I, Logan, we, we've had this so many times, and I don't mean like, yeah. and I get it's different because he's got 19 goals this year, but I was thinking back to all right. I was looking at scores of um, Birmingham Legion, and. Guess who's on that team? Juan Agadello, okay? Former MLS player, former Stoke City player, right? I think he went to Stoke at one point. Uh, I remember when he scored against Argentina when he was 17 years old, and everyone on Twitter and everywhere was like, we got him. We got our guy. He's going to lead us to the promised land. And then, you know it didn't work out right so i i will be a little bit more skeptical i think going forward when we're talking about getting these players that you know twitter kind of falls in love with i think is what i'll say um i'm excited to see him in a u.s shirt let's get him in against mexico but again i'm not excited about that because we don't have a coach yet like it's hard to get excited about even a nation's league semifinal because I don't know what we're going to take away from it because we only have a coach. You know, we have a GM. That's great. They created a role for Oguchi on Ewu, so we got another position filled. But let's get a coach in. I'm, I'm a, I know I shouldn't be saying this, but I'm going to say it. Like I'm almost at the point of just hire someone so that way somebody's making decisions for the next three years because we only have three years starting next month to prepare for 2026 so i'm I'm just i'm a little nervous about it well i mean uh, the good thing though is jordan is that we we've got a a man at the helm like anthony hudson right now 
I mean, we've got Zendejas, we've got Balogun, right? Um, completely stamped out the Giorena stuff. Uh, we've Can I correct something? The 2026 World Cup already, Jordan. I don't know what else you want from this guy. Can I correct something real quick, though? Yeah. When I said just give it to anybody, okay, not Anthony <laughs> Hudson. Let's yeah. let's move on from that at least. I'll I'll correct myself on that. Well, there's a lot of free agent coaches out there now, and there will be continue to be over the next coming weeks. So I think we're gonna have our pick, like we talked about. So yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, okay, anything else about Balagoon before we move on to the next topic? Gosh, there's some huge topics today. No. All right, yeah. San Diego is apparently going to be club number 30 in MLS. Tom Bogert just tweeted this out at 6.59, right before we went live. Major yep. League Soccer says MLS Commissioner Don Garber, Mohamed Mansur, and Sway, uh, Saquon Tribe um, will be joined by San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria for a major announcement on Thursday. San Diego expansion will soon be formally announced. Club number 30 in MLS. I have some thoughts, I guess. One, these announcements are always lame in the sense of obviously we know what you're going to announce. Like, it's so dumb, right? Nobody puts out that tweet saying Don Garber you know, like MLS saying, hey, there's a huge announcement in San Diego on Thursday. It's like, okay, what else could that be? Uh, we're here to celebrate Landon Donovan and the Loyal. No, they're not going to do that, right? They're going to announce an expansion. I'm kind of conflicted on San Diego getting it and it not being the Loyal, that they kind of got shunted to the side and we're now going to have just a, a totally different ownership team for, uh, for San Diego. I, I kind of worry about what that'll lead to for the loyal. Can, is that market big enough? I mean, they, I don't know. Right. I mean, it's actually a pretty small market, smaller market than, than Baltimore. I believe Baltimore doesn't get a team, but San Diego gets a team. Uh, so I'm a little frustrated with that, but I'm kind of, I'm glad it's not Vegas. I'll say that, I guess that'll probably be number 31 or 32. They're going to keep going past 30, guarantee it. But I worry about the loyal. Apparently it's a $500 million expansion fee, which is getting insane nowadays. But I'm kind of at the point of we've gotten so many expansion teams recently. I'm actually kind of down on this one. I don't really know why. I think it's kind of just like pretty. We It's like we've gotten so many expansions recently that it's like not hitting me. It's like, whatever. We got another. Oh, we got another expansion team. Maybe I'll get hyped when I see the crest. Maybe I'll like the name. But it's just kind of got me in a li little bit of a downer today. I guess I'm in a down mood today. I don't know what it is, but I'm not not really feeling this news, Logan. Um, I, I can't really say what I, I'm bummed. It's not Sacramento Republic. I'm bummed. It's not you know somewhere else that I think has a, probably a better chance of really catching on. 
Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm still waiting for Orlando City to get a soccer club. Um, no, I'm kidding. That's a joke. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Orlando City. Please don't come after me. Um, but never no, getting, I, never getting never in the press box again. No, um, but uh, yeah, like I, I think it's an interesting market because it always performs well as far as TV numbers are concerned. Uh, I will say that being in Southern California, that does help us. But that well. doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. I guess, yeah, because you have the Apple deal. So it doesn't matter as far as viewership. But, I mean, I think, you know, San Diego is becoming, and it always has been a vibrant city. It's it's kind of a city that's always been one that people have always wanted to move to. I do know from just uh, personal experience that uh, a couple of my friends have looked to move out there. There's like kind of that, it's kind of that movement that, and again, it's kind of limited because of where it is in California. Um, it's very expensive to live in San Diego, um, but there is a kind of a youth movement towards San Diego. It's just, you know, I, I, I you need a lot of youth uh, when you're talking about soccer, because like, I feel like MLS, I think uh, one of the things that's uh, very interesting about this sport is that its biggest fan base uh, kind of demographic is from like that 24 to 38, 39 year olds. Um, that, that there's a massive uh, difference between the number of season tickets, I think, that are owned by younger people. Um, it is a, a pretty youthful game in this country uh, as far as the fan base is concerned. That would be my biggest concern in San Diego, just because they've had to, like, look, Jordan, they've, they've moved, they're moving all their teams out of San Diego. Like, the Chargers left, right? Um, there's not really a, a, a basketball team that they have uh, to kind of call their own. Um, you look at San Diego, you look at the Padres, but they never really get the the fans involved as much anymore just because they've just been hot and cold ever since they've been, you know, kind of a, a, ever since the, I think there was like stretch there in the early 90s where they were relevant, like with Tony Gwynn. But like San Diego's really struggled as far as a, a sports city. So I mean, I mean, I am interested to kind of see that. But I think the Padres have drawn well recently, though. Um, yeah, I mean they've got a better team now. But they've also spent like five hundred million just on the yes. team, <laughs> and blew it up. Like, don't forget that. Like, they were they they went out and bought all these players that they thought were going to be uh, phenomenal and had to blow it up, and that's how they got from they've gotten to where they are now. So, should we bring back play. extra ba- extra innings? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. But no, I I do worry that. Like, I think you got a really good concern there. Like. This is going to be a uh, more, I, I think, affluent uh, population, and they are not typically ones that go to soccer games. If that, if that's, it's kind of strange to say, but it, it is. It's it's a younger game in this country, so I don't know. There's not a lot of. I don't think there's a ton of young people in San Diego because it's really expensive to live there. So I don't know. Got a good point. Okay, just making sure I'm not on mute. Uh, all right, I'm just looking at media markets. Okay, Baltimore is number 28, apparently. San Diego is number 30. And what? Media markets. Mm. Market size. So, of course, number one is New York, L.A., Chicago, mm. Philly, Dallas, Atlanta, Houston, D.C., Boston, San Francisco, Phoenix, Seattle, Tampa, Detroit, Minneapolis, Denver, Orlando, Miami, Cleveland, Sacramento, Charlotte, Portland, Raleigh, St. Louis, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Nashville, Baltimore, Salt Lake, San Diego. 
So there's actually teams in most of these markets, by the way. Yeah, there are. I mean, looking at this, we're missing out on a Phoenix club, right? San Francisco is the San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose market. So we got that covered. We've got two New York teams, two LA teams, a Chicago team, a Philly team, a Dallas team, an Atlanta team, a Houston team, DC, Boston. Um, We've got Seattle. We don't have a Tampa. So there's number market number 13. We don't have a Detroit. That's market number 14. We have Minneapolis. We have Denver. We have Orlando. We have Miami. We don't have Cleveland. Um, we don't need a third Ohio team, so I'm not even going to call for that, by the way. Sacramento is one that's been talked about. Now we know why. It's number 20 in television market. We now have a Charlotte. We have Portland. We don't have Raleigh. We don't have Indy. We don't have Pittsburgh, but we have Nashville. We have St. Louis. Uh, we don't have Baltimore, but we have Salt Lake. And now we're getting San Diego. So out of the 30 teams that we have in the league, there's 30 markets. They're in most of them. Columbus is market number 32. They have a team there. They have a mar- Kansas City is market number 33. They have a team there. They have a team in Austin and Cincinnati, which are markets 35 and 36. So there you go. Um, everybody going for Las Vegas, but by the way, that's media market number 40, which is lower than West Palm Beach. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, other than that, we're, we're, we're kind of covering all of those regions. But, uh, yeah, but, 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 but Baltimore can't handle it, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be salty. This is by the 2022-2023 Nielsen rankings, too, by the way. But again, that doesn't really matter anymore. Um, it still kind of does because you want those people to... You want a large market so that way all of them are buying the MLS season pass, but not everyone would, obviously. Interesting yeah. thoughts here. Uh, I, I saw some people say they really want the club to have like a Spanish name uh, because it's close. And, you know, the city itself is in a, a Spanish name, San Diego. Um, do you think that's a must? I mean, I, I, I think if they keep the Loyal, I think that is Spanish. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, but they can't because they're going to be different owners. Exist. Yeah, okay. Um, then, I mean, why not? Right. I mean, I think if they if they can come up with a clever name, like not some stupid, but like, like, you know, the cats or something like that, like come up with a name that, that is similar to like San Diego. Cats Spanish. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't come up with something. I don't know if you can come up with something that is interesting, that is clever to play off uh, of their, you know, they've got a huge Spanish population. Then for sure, by all means, because I know Jordan, they're they're ultimately what they're doing is they're they're expanding into these markets, and, and there's always been these talks, and it, it seems like it's headed more in that direction that we are going to get Mexican clubs in MLS somehow. It, it maybe it seems like it's headed in that direction, or at least they're they're trying to play to the Mexican market and the Hispanic market by having teams and locales that the the Hispanic and Mexican populations are huge in. That's what so, they want because they want yeah. the, they want the people that are diehard like. Atlas yep. fans and stuff, Club yep. America fans to be able to say, "Hey, this club, this club's closer to me now." And while I'll always watch Club America on TV, I, I'm going to go to local games and watch San Diego. And, and 
I, I'd rather them have something like the Padres, right, where it is Spanish, than like the Chargers, which was just a. Where did they even get that? That was a team the, that moved there, right? The Chargers. Yeah. Uh, they have to have. I don't know where that name would have come from. They're just like we like lightning bolts. Draw that. It is weird how how some of these teams gets get their names right. Um, they were in LA originally, supposedly. Yes, yeah, that's right. That's right. 1960s. And we know LA loves their Chargers. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I I don't know. I I I guess I'm just down on it because we get it. We've gotten so many expansion teams recently. And this is like what our first year. No, we got St. Louis. <laughs> I was going to say this is like our first year without one in a while. No, we did get a team this year. Last year was one with no, no, Charlotte was a new team. See what I'm saying? There's yeah, too many new teams right now. Yeah, Austin. You know what this means? We're going to add San Diego and they're going to add two playoff spots uh, next year. <laughs> or whenever yeah. San Diego enters the league, they'll be like, all right, two more playoff spots for you. Yeah. Also kind of miss when they used to bring in two teams at once. That was a lot of fun. Like NYCFC Orlando, you know, so we like, instead of being like, well, who's moving to the West this year or who's moving to the East this year, like Nashville going from East to West to East again. I want stuff to be able to settle eventually, you know, um, to where you can have your, your actual rivals and you can have, we're not always talking about new teams every year is kind of the goal at some point. So I do think they'll maybe pause at 30 for a bit, but I still don't mm-hmm. think it'll be long enough. I think they'll be like, Oh, Vegas does want a team. Yeah. Swooping in for number 31. Yep. And then where do you go for 32? I think Indianapolis is a good shout. I think Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Indy, honestly, Indy Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say Baltimore cause I'm going to curse it. So I'm yeah, just going to well. whatever. I will say Indianapolis's ownership group uh, that own Indy 11 are throwing like a billion dollars into a new venue for them. For USL, it looks like a, an immaculate stadium. So I think that really is a logistical, I, I think too, because the way that I think, I, I think eventually Jordan, it also, I, I think they start to consider this idea of having different regions um, and having, you know, maybe not a Western conference, Eastern conference, but having divisions. Cause that's the way that it seems like all us sports have gone. So, but I don't know how that would all work. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I think Indy's got a good. I think Detroit too. I think you you mentioned Detroit. Detroit. Detroit's yeah. a massive I would, market. I would actually really like Tampa. And I, yeah. the only way I'd want Tampa is if it's the Rowdies, though. Yep. I do not want it to be somebody else. No. If, if we're gonna get Tampa, it's gonna be the Rowdies because mm-hmm. I don't want MLS to just keep doing what they're doing and trying to kill some of these USL clubs. I want yeah. some of these clubs to move over. It would be fun too if Pittsburgh got in. They continued to be the River Hounds. Like you would have yeah. like the River Hounds and the Rowdies. <laughs> They'd be like, "What is happening?" Because those names are so completely crazy. I think for uh, because you, I mean, the Timbers, MLS right? 1.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like it really does have yeah, that Sounders, name. Timbers. Those are names that were around before MLS, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, Whitecaps, right? It, it's more similar right. to those Wizards. names. Like the wizards, yeah, like yeah, exactly. Bring them back. Bring them back. No, I'm sure SKC fans are happy that they're no longer called the wizards. Well, I don't know now. (laughs) Hey, they've got two in a row. They're flying high right now. All right, uh, salaries. We gotta talk some salaries here. 
who do you, do you know who's the top earner did you get spoiled on that okay oh wait are you talking about clubs no i'm talking about players oh no 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 i didn't see that part i'd only seen the clubs part i did not see this no Okay, I, okay, I don't understand how this person is topping number one because their salary is lower than number two. But I'm assuming it's like add-ons or something. Yeah. Because base salary, it's lower than number two. But who would you guess is number one on this list? Hmm. With $7.3 million. 7.3. Uh, there's a lot of players in this league. Um shoot are they worth this much <laughs> no <laughs> okay they've not been worth this much anywhere they go jeez i feel like it's definitely somebody that's come overseas yep you're right there not douglas costa no it's jerdon shakiri yeah oh wow <laughs> yikes now his base salary is seven point three five million, or seven yeah point three five zero million whatever it is. The base salary underneath of him is Insigne with seven point five million. Um, again, I'm guessing it's going off of. Um. Oh, because they have a guaranteed compensation. So this. It includes their base salary and guaranteed compensation, so he's higher than Insigne, but Insigne is pay a, a higher base salary. Number three is Chicharito with six mil, uh Bernadeschi with three point one mil, Sebastian Jerusi with three point eight, Hector Herrera with four point seven. Again, that's because the other people have higher compensation. Seven Douglas Costa with three mil. Ooh. Uh, Orajo from uh, Atlanta, 3.6. Benteke, 4.2 million. Joseph Martinez, 4 million. Um, Zella Ryan, 3.2. I'm not going to go through the whole 25 list, but you can find it. Um, the lowest one on the list is Brenner out of the top 25 with 1.68. Oh, okay. Total compensation. I had to scroll over. So for guaranteed compensation, security. Uh, Shakiri gets 8.1 mil. That's why he's uh, so much higher. So there you go. Uh, I've also read from Tom Bogert this stuff doesn't really mean anything at times, too. Like, it's it's not super clear with the way that MLS still kind of hides some of this stuff. So it may not fully be accurate in the sense of it's – you know, again, with the whole compensation thing versus base salary and are they actually paying that much? Uh, you know, because some people will calculate this stuff for the teams and you had that list, right, of all the teams that have high and low. But one that's not including how how much they're spending to bring players in. It's just salary. So that's kind of a skewed thing. You know, because if we're looking at overseas, people will say Chelsea spent $500 million in transfers over the course of the last year. While over here, people will be like, well, Orlando's only spent $20 million on salary. It's like, yeah, but we're not doing salary when we're comparing it to other leagues. You know, we're looking at transfers. And Orlando had a big transfer window, you know? So, like, it's a little bit that way um, and a little bit with just, like, wonky 
bookkeeping, I would say too. Let's not forget one of these teams did have four DPs at one point that went unnoticed for a year, uh, even though they released the salaries. So again, there could be stuff here that is not a hundred percent correct, but I don't know. If, when are they going to pull the plug on the Shakiri? Another thing too, that I found interesting because they, they, they added it all up. Tom added it all up as far as, you know, high salary spends in MLS. Um, and Bogart said that number one is Toronto at 25 mil, 25.7. LA Galaxy, 23.5. Atlanta United, 21.3. DC United, 20 million. And then Austin, 19.9 million. And if you look at those teams, Jordan, <laughs> they're all sniffing uh, the bottom of the table um, or close enough to the bottom of the table that it's recognizable that they're spending that much money. The only one uh, on that list that is actually performing pretty well. And I think above expectations is Atlanta. Um, but it, it seen, and it, but Atlanta, I think out of all the clubs, Atlanta, to be honest with you, it, even though LA galaxy are on this list, I, I feel like Atlanta is the, is the team that I would look at and go, well, yeah, they should spend a lot of money. The, 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 our Arthur blank is a billionaire. So like, it, of course he's going to spend money. So it, it makes sense that they should be in that top conversation. But the fact that the Galaxy in Toronto and Austin and DC are hanging out up there and just not performing, um, I think that's more damning than anything, especially Toronto. Like I felt Toronto with the with the coach they have, the caliber of players they have, there's no excuse to be at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. But here they sit. And this is the tweet I was talking about. Tom Bogert said, I say this every year, but salary spend can be a misleading figure. It's essentially how much a team is spending on their DPs. For instance, Orlando have spent probably $15 million in transfers over the last two seasons, in addition to the $11.2 million salary this year. So again, it's not a total picture. And that's why I think you are seeing the top five salary and spend be teams that are kind of disproportionate. Yeah, where they are on the table is because some of these people, some of these teams like Toronto, 25.7 mil. Well, great. Like 10 mil of that is just Bernadeschi and Insigne. So, I mean, that's kind of, and all these teams kind of do that, right? All these, like LA has Costa and Chicharito in the top like 10. So it is, uh, it is a little skewed a bit. But, yeah, it's interesting, I guess, just looking at the numbers and where some of these teams fall. Uh, Go ahead. But that being said, too, it's like, well, yes, that is true. Uh, It also speaks uh, to the ownership's inability to sign DPs that actually make a difference. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I wouldn't say ownership. I would say the GM, right? Yeah, yeah, right. It's not ownership. Yeah, sorry. Um, But, yeah, like. I mean, for instance, I think, right, Bob Bradley is the director of football. He always has been, I think, uh, wherever he's gone. Uh, I can't remember if he's I director. don't think he was at L.A. I'm maybe not, not sure, though. I mean, not L.A. Um, but, I mean, it, it, all the same, it's like you spend all this money and, like, yeah, Chicharito's been decent, but Douglas Costa has not been good at all. Uh, Let's not forget they had Cabral, too, at one point. Right, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Just um, the wrong players. Yeah. But Bernadeschi, I mean, he's probably been the star out of all of them. I think he's played well. But the and rest Cine's of them. has been hurt. Yeah, he's just never yeah. touched the pitch, which, I mean, we kind of figured that was going to happen as soon as he came over, he got hurt. So it's like, 
once that starts to happen in your 30s, then it's pretty much downhill from there. So it, I can attest to that. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's not a day, Jordan, I don't wake up and we're not we're not out there making millions playing soccer. And oh, that's I thought you were going to say that. that we wake up oh. and we're already like sore. And well, we already like, are. Yeah, yeah, we already are. Wake that, up, my back hurts. That's why we don't make millions playing soccer, Jordan. <laughs> I'm still recovering from the last time I played soccer a couple of years ago. Uh, <laughs> Reynoso was cleared to return to Minnesota as well, by the way. And USL announces a new women's pro league to rival the NWSL. It's called the Super League. Oh, not again. Jordan. USL Super League. They're bringing back the Super League. I thought we got rid of this before. Oh, this is a different one. This oh, is a different okay. Eight markets are getting teams and they are getting uh, Charlotte, Dallas, Lexington, Phoenix, Spokane, Tampa, Tucson, and Washington, D.C. Which is kind of strange because DC already has a team. Yeah. And this really, they should have gone to Philly because Philly's been asking for an NWSL team. I feel like if you give them this instead, that might have been a good move, but I don't know. I I don't like when they go to markets that the other team, especially if you're going to start out as a new women's league. So the NWSL is the exception. And what I mean by that is that they are the ones that have lasted the longest. There was plenty right. of women's leagues building up to the NWSL um, that would last a couple years and fizzle out. If you're going to be a team or a league, I guess it's going to try to be a rival with that. I would want to go to markets where the other league is not in because what that'll do is potentially take eyeballs off of their league and on to your league because you're the league that's in town. It's the same thing of when we're talking about how USL should expand into markets that MLS is not in. And that is partly why MLS is now moving into markets that USL is in. They see that it can exist and that it can be popular. And they're like, mm, we're going to be the one in town now. And it creates this type of thing. So if I was USL Super League for the women's, I would just go to markets like Philly that have been asking for it. I would go to markets that are not, that don't have teams already in the NWSL. And then once your league is up and running, you can start moving into those markets as you continue to grow. Um, but I think it's bad things starting when you're only having eight teams launch, starting in some of those markets that other teams are already in because I feel like it's kind of, I don't know, setting you up not to succeed right off the bat. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be successful. Yeah, and if not, they can play the cactus and grapefruit uh, leagues because I think every team that you name is pretty much. I'm that's a joke, by the way. But like Tucson and Phoenix, those are both in Arizona. You have Tampa. Then you said <laughs> the one that 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 kills me though is Lexington. Like what? <laughs> like Lexington, Kentucky? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, hold on. State. What media market is that? Let me find that. Oh, hold on. That, I don't even think that, right? Well, number I guess 63. Yeah, the Wildcats are there. And that's the only reason people watch Lexington. The Wildcats? What are they? Kentucky. The college basketball. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. They probably only register on a TV market because of them. And Spokane is number 67. Media yeah, market. 
so we'll see. We'll see how it goes from there. I'm not sure when they're supposed to launch. Um, they're trying to get Division One status as well, just like USL, uh, um, NWSL has. Um. Oh, okay. And then there's five other markets that are expected to join the league in 2025 if their stadium projects come to fruition. So that's a little shaky, I guess. But that would be Indianapolis, Chattanooga, Jacksonville, Madison, and Oakland. Oakland might get a team. They might actually get a team that doesn't leave them for Las Vegas. That's nice. (laughs) Until they get there and go, what were you thinking? (laughs) I mean, seriously, they lost the Warriors to San Francisco. Yeah. They lose the Raiders. They're losing the A's. It's a sad, sad time if you're an Oakland fan, I guess. I saw people also getting on them for having like the the lowest, the record lowest attendance to a game yesterday. Two thousand some people, and I'm kind of like, but if you already know your team's leaving, why even bother going? Right. If you know they're leaving, if I knew a team was abandoning my city, I'm not, even though you're like, well, you could show them. They've already made the deal with Vegas. I I would stop going as well. What's the point? Yeah. You kind of want to ask what's wrong with the 2000 people that went. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they're probably fans (laughs) of the other team or something. (laughs) They might be. Gosh, could you imagine the ticket prices? It'd be so cheap. You would think, right? Watson yeah. probably still be the same price that they were. I was going to say, you can go fly over to see the Orioles play them. Yeah. All right. Um, the games that happened this weekend, Chicago beat St. Louis 1-0. That's considered a rivalry match. Charlotte beat Atlanta 3-1. Columbus drew with Orlando 2-0. This was a 2-2. I mean, sorry. It was a 2-0 lead for Columbus. And I was like, what is going on in Orlando? And then... Um, Orlando came back and and tied it up near the death. DC drew with Nashville 1-1. Miami took down New England Revolution. And with Cincinnati not playing this week, that means both of them are still tied on points of 24 points on the top of the East. Montreal beat Toronto 2-0. That's right after they beat them in the Canadian Championship matches. Uh, New York... Red Bulls beat NYCFC 1-0. Dallas stole it at the death against Austin 1-0. Seattle beat Houston 1-0. SKC trounced Minnesota 3-0. Philadelphia beat Colorado 2-1. Thank goodness. LAFC beat RSL 3-0. Portland beat Vancouver 3-1. And the LA Galaxy beat San Jose 2-1. Where does that leave us in the standings? New England and Cincinnati first and second in the East Nashville in third Atlanta in fourth Philly has now bumped all the way up to fifth place. Miami is jumped all the way up to six. Montreal is in a playoff spot at number seven. Columbus is in eighth. DC is in ninth. NYCFC is in 10th. Orlando down to 11th Charlotte at 12th. And you know what's fun about the teams from 6th to 12th? They all have 15 points. That's how tight this thing is right now. Chicago in 13th with 14 points. 
Red Bulls in 14th, and Toronto has now fallen to the worst record in the Eastern Conference with 12 points. Brutal. Over on the West, Seattle still sits top with 23 points. LAFC in second with 21. They have two games in hand, by the way. St. Louis in third with 19. Dallas in fourth with 18. San Jose in fifth with 18. Portland in sixth with 15. Houston in seventh with 14. Vancouver in eighth with 14. Minnesota has fallen all the way to ninth sitting with 12 points. There was a time where they were undefeated, and Jack was telling me that Adrian Heath was the coach of the year and tactical genius. Uh, Jack, go ahead and comment what your thoughts are now. Colorado in 10th with 12 points. RSL in 11th with 11 points. Austin all the way down at 12th with 10. And they better watch out because LA and SKC have both won and they are only one point back as they both now have nine points on the year. (laughs) What a crazy bit of... I mean, SKC is three points out of a playoff spot right now. Yeah. It's been nuts. Like, it, it's like it's flipped on its head. Like, it, it, there's teams that we've, Jordan, over the last couple of weeks have been talking about, and now all of a sudden, um, some of them are back into contention of playoff spots. Pretty high up the playoff spots. I mean, there, there's tons of, gosh, there's so many stories that you could talk about, which, I mean, it, it is a lot of fun this season. I, I feel like there's a lot of things that are either going completely wrong or started way off have come back around, have really started to kind of catch the attention of fans, I think. Um, I mean, up and down the list. I mean, I could go through each of these teams and just tell you, like, it's just there's so much going on in this league right now, and it's not even to the dog days of summer yet. So it should be pretty interesting this last couple of weeks as we start to head into June and July, and then League's Cup kind of breaks up this kind of wacky schedule. You look at these standings and go, goodness, like, what's wrong with this league? Yeah, I mean, both teams – at the bottom, Toronto yeah. and SKC are three points out of a playoff spot. Toronto has 12 points. DC has 15. DC sits ninth. SKC sit 14th with nine points, and Minnesota sits ninth with 12. So there's there's a real possibility here for this to really stretch into the rest of the year like this. I mean, the West is really bunched up if lafc win their two games in hand they'll kind of be at 24 points uh no they'll be at 27 points they'll kind of be flying at that point but i mean there's only a seven point gap from third place to ninth right so all these teams from third place down are in the teens when we're talking about points except for austin la and skc now over in the east it is a four-point gap from third to ninth. And actually from third all the way down to 12th is a four-point gap, five-point gap from third to 13th, and a seven-point gap from third to 15th. That's seven points is, is three matches, right? I mean, seven points is two wins and a draw difference. That uh, so anything can really change. We saw Orlando go from like fifth to eleventh. We've seen Philly go from twelfth to like fifth now. The main constant has been that top four of New England, Cincy, Nashville, and Atlanta, and they better watch out because the Union have a game in hand. 
and they can leapfrog all the way up to third. So Union kind of coming on strong here now that they've you know lost three competitions. They're like, we can finally start playing. They're moving on up. Miami, we were talking about Phil Neville being on the hot seat. He's up to sixth place now. <laughs> Uh, Montreal is all they were. There was a point, Logan, where Montreal like hadn't won a game, they hadn't scored more than one, three goals or whatever. They have now scored 11 goals during seventh place, and they can immediately drop right back out. Right? If Charlotte, Orlando, and NYCFC win a game, they're all the way back up there. NYCFC was in fourth at one point, they're down the 10th. It's just topsy turvy right now. Yeah, the the hottest team in the league is Montreal. They've won four in a row. Yeah. Um, didn't think I'd be saying that. I thought we'd be talking about Hernan Lozada being jobless again, unemployed, because I thought that's where that was headed. Well, this is this is gone. why it's kind of weird that DC fired him so quickly, I guess, but also yeah. why when we're looking at it, um, like Ezra Hendrickson getting fired already, because you can make a run really quickly as look sporting Kansas city hadn't won a game all season until last week. And they've won two in a row and they now have 12 points. They're still in last, but they're now only three points out of a playoff spot and hope is alive. And that's where you kind of like when Peter Vermee says there's no must win games, he's kind of right. Right. Cause you're like the, the must win game was the, the one he like the first win. That was the one they're now kind of at a spot where they can just win another game and be in a playoff spot and everything's forgiven. I feel like, right? Like they'll be like, Oh wow, we're good again. And they might fall right back out of it, but you know, it's just the optical illusion of, of being in a playoff spot. I think sometimes really surprised by Columbus uh, fluctuating all the way down the eighth, but it's crazy, crazy times. I mean, even a Charlotte win can move them up to 18 points and the union could fall right mm-hmm. back down again. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, it's not the early season anymore. We're 12 games in at this point where things would normally be sort of evening out a bit and it's not. We're like, what, a third of the way through the season? Yeah. And I, I think it, I think we see something this year too that we just don't normally get with that whole month break that we're going to take for League's Cup. Where, in a month, yeah, in a month. Yeah, where teams are going to, um, at the start of July, either try to take this competition seriously where they're playing Mexican teams where they want to kind of show out on a big stage. And then you're going to have other teams that don't take it as seriously that just want to drop out and get some rest for their guy. Like, there, there's going to be such a weird dynamic because it's not like your domestic cups where, like, you play midweek and you kind of have to balance the schedule. I think it... I think honestly, it might be easier. This is this is different. Like this is a really different idea that I don't think many of these players are used to, unless there's a World Cup that interrupts their season, right? But now you're getting like a, a second World Cup interruption where it's like it's a full month. If you if you plan to be competitive in this tournament, it's almost like a full month of competition stop. Like yeah, it's good for healing some of the players that have been hurt, but it's also not great for form. So I got to think teams like. I don't know how I would do this as a coach. I mean, you've got like a month and a half left until you've got this competition. Like, how does Philly go into this knowing that, like, we just got bounced from the competition that I think they really wanted? 
now they've got to refocus and realign. Now I think MLS Cup is ultimately their big goal. Leagues Cup is just a weird interruption from that. And I think Philly might take that as an advantage to say, hey, let's just rest some players and get some guys some time. So, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of clubs like that. What would be interesting, too, is I think some of these teams might end up scheduling friendlies after the tournament yep. to keep form. Yeah. Whether they should it's, play the European teams at that point. Well, I don't know if they can because mm. they have to know ahead of time, I would think. So, since you don't know if you're going to get That's knocked true. out, yeah. it's probably going to be like, okay, Philly and Red Bulls get knocked out. Hey, why don't we play a behind-the-door scrimmage on Wednesday? Yeah, And, and they'll probably yeah. do that type of stuff. Um, I think they did that kind of stuff during MLS's back for some of these teams that got knocked out. Still should bring that tournament back. I love that tournament. <laughs> All right, let's preview the games. I'm not going to press the jingle this time. But tomorrow, we got games on Wednesday, by the way. Atlanta, Colorado, 730. It's free on Apple TV. We got Charlotte and Chicago at 730. Cincy versus Montreal at 7.30. That one's free, and that's now kind of a interesting match. Crew hosting LA Galaxy at 7.30. Orlando hosting NYCFC for the 2015 Expansion Cup. That is free on Apple TV, by the way. Philadelphia Union hosting DC United. This is considered rivalry week for some reason. Apple TV, it's free. It's also on FS1. Toronto hosting the Red Bulls at 7.30. Dallas hosting Vancouver at 8.30. That's free. Minnesota hosting Houston at 8.30. That's free. Nashville hosting Miami at 8.30. RSL hosting Portland at 9.30. LAFC hosting SKC at 10.30. And Seattle hosting Austin at 10.30. Before we move on to Saturday games, anything jump out to you on tomorrow's slate? I mean, just looking at it, um, I mean, I think you, you kind of alluded to the obvious choice, I think, with Cincinnati playing by the hottest team in MLS, I guess, looking at the wins. But I'm going to go with one that's kind of an interesting one that I think, uh, like you said, it's so topsy-turvy here to, to you know, uh, what is this, about a, a third of the way through. Um, so, I, you know, looking at the Miami and Nashville game, I think is really interesting. Uh, Miami currently sits sixth. Um, with only, you know, they've got 15 points. Nashville's got 19 sitting in that third spot. If Nashville drops a game, um, and Miami actually has a game in hand over Nashville, like, <laughs> it's reasonable, uh, and uh, it could be possible, Jordan, that we're talking about next episode, uh, where we're talking about Miami throwing themselves into a, you know, four or five spot. <laughs> like, it, that, that's nuts to me because of how, Poor they've played and and such a huge piece in Gregory uh, being out, but now you kind of have this resurgence of uh, Joseph Martinez. Like Joseph has scored three goals, and he he looks like he's starting to come into form. And if he stays healthy, you know what that means for the league. So um, I'm really digging it. I, I'm excited to kind of see what uh, Miami can do. Nashville's not going to outscore you, so it's it's a matter of can Miami score on the defense that's that's the best in the league. So. Um, I think that's a really good matchup. I think it's got some some fireworks in it. So, I'll say uh, I, I I'm very interesting about LAFC SKC since SKC has won two in a row. LAFC ha- kind of has some games to make up. Two weeks ago, they're looking at this one probably like easy win. Is it still easy win, or is it 
this topsy turvy MLS season where LAFC could lose this one. They did lose to San Jose earlier in the year. I don't know. It's it's interesting, but I think I'm gonna have to go with. I really like Philly, DC. DC's a playoff team so far this year. Philly's back in it now. Uh, that's my dad's team, DC versus my team. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. I'm kind of glad that's the FS1 game actually. <laughs> um. Not that I won't watch it on Apple, but you know, for people elsewhere that are not subbed that might stumble across it. All right. And then on Saturday, we have Charlotte hosting Nashville at 7.30. That's apparently a rivalry. Cincinnati hosting Columbus at 7.30. That is the hell is real Derby there. DC hosting LA Galaxy. Now, this should be considered rivalry. It's not. And it's not a regional one, but these are both 96 clubs. They faced off in MLS Cups in the you know first year. Both of them have Bruce Arena lead them in the MLS Cups. I think that's a rivalry match, but whatever. Miami-Orlando at 7.30, that's a rivalry match. Red Bulls-Montreal at 7.30. Philly hosting the New England Rebs at 7.30, that's a rivalry match. Austin-Toronto at 8.30. Chicago, Atlanta at 8.30. Dallas, Houston at 8.30. That's a rivalry match. Colorado, RSL at 9.30. That is free on Apple TV. That is so deemed a rivalry. St. Louis hosting SKC, Apple TV. It's also on FS1, and it's free. It's a rivalry week match. LAFC hosting San Jose at 10.30. That is uh, rivalry week. Portland hosting Minnesota at 10.30, and Vancouver hosting Seattle at 10.30 in a Cascadia matchup, which is, of course, a rivalry. So there we go. Any Anything else to share before we zip on out of here? Um, no. I mean, I, you know, kind of looking at it, I think New England looks good, um, but kind of hit like a little stumble there um, where I think that, you know, they, they wish to grab at least a point there on the road um, against Miami. But uh, other than that, I mean, I, I feel I feel like New England's been the cream of the crop and we've talked a lot about them um, and then also Seattle in the West. So uh, who would have thought, Jordan, who would have thought? I know Seattle, everybody was kind of waiting to kind of bounce back, but looks like they looks like they have. So pretty excited about this year. I think it's going to be interesting down the stretch. No, we're not at the stretch yet, but, uh, right. a seventh <laughs> inning stretch. Yeah. Like the third inning stretch. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's still a stretch, I guess, right? It's the end stretch before the league's cup. Guess where I got my tickets to. Are you going to the Ed Sheeran concert too? No. Oh, okay. I'm Fair going right. to the MLS skills game. Oh, against did you? Arsenal. Yeah. Did you find $15 tickets. My dad got them. So I'm going to go with my dad and I guess my mom's going, but my wife's going to. Um, so I'll have to like get off work early that day and drive down. Cause that's like a Tuesday. <laughs> Cause then the all-star games a Wednesday. So. Yeah. Yikes. Um, but yeah, so that should be, that should be fun. Uh, that's in like two months. So I'm excited for that. Um, I thought it'd be more fun to do that because I've been to all-star games before 
I have not been to a skills challenge, so I thought that could be fun. Plus, tickets are pretty cheap. So, uh, the closed pyramid. Guess what? I woke up on Sunday. It was Mother's Day. Totally forgot to record that. So that's coming next week. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Sunday night. I'm yeah. like getting ready to shower, and I'm like, I did not record that today. <laughs> yeah, Oops. been there. Oops, that'll come next week, I guess, or this weekend, whatever it is. Because uh, I try to make that bi-weekly. So it'll be tri-weekly this time. <laughs> uh, you can give us a follow at Stateside Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Thank you all for watching or listening. We will catch you all next time. Tomorrow throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.